Welcome to Generating Demand Real Stories from the B2B Trenches, where we tell you our secrets like how to establish thought leadership or rock your webinar registrations and tips and tricks to drive sales-ready leads. Lean in, listen, and learn. We've got you covered. This podcast is brought to you by Virtual Intelligence Briefing. Hi. Hello. It's so nice to meet you, Casey. Same to you. Thanks for having me. Yes. I would like to welcome everyone to another episode of Generating Demand, Stories from the B2B Trenches. I'm so excited to have this episode here with Casey Bain today. Uh, a little bit of background on Casey. Casey is an individual consultant with a specialty in HubSpot, which is near and dear to my heart as well. Um, but prior to HubSpot, uh, you have been a CMO of an agency. Mm-hmm. You have worked at Olark Live Chat, and you have also worked at FreshBooks. And now yeah. pivoted to doing individual consulting, which I have made that same move myself. So um, it's so nice to to meet you. And I and my cat wants to say hi to you. Excellent. So, hey, hi. Um, and then I'm going to put her meeting down. are always a plus. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Casey, let's talk a little bit about marketing operations and what that means to you. I know it's a hot topic right now in the marketing space. Tell me a little bit. Yeah. So, um, marketing operations, rev ops, all of that kind of, um, sphere in the marketing world is something that is really important to me. And it's kind of nice to put a name to a lot of the work that we as marketers have been doing for a long time. So it's really about being able to take like that analytics and uh, metrics, as well as all the technology and tools that we have right now to be able to see really like the impact of your work. So it takes it beyond like, what is our cost per lead? What's our cost of acquisition? But really going into like, what are the what are the, the pieces of content that our customers are engaging with? Um, how effective is uh, like one particular channel or one particular campaign for a certain segment of audience? Are people spending more if they come through this campaign? Do we get more leads through this style of campaign? So really like, I love it because it combines like my nerdy numbers side with my creative marketing side and being able to put them together to really like prove the value of marketing. And that's really rewarding as a marketer. Yes, that is my, uh, what brought me to marketing as well. It's like part science with the analytics and the math, excuse me, and and being able to look at the numbers and understand the metrics and, and build models. And then it's the, the creative side too, of, you know, just creative problem solving. I will say Mm -hmm. that I'm not, I don't identify as a creative, right. I can use Canva, but only with a little help. Um, I'm not a designer, so to speak. My, my family has that skill. I don't, um, but I do love the mix of both the art and the science. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and as, as you said, that marketing operations is such a hot topic right now. I know that I rely on marketing operations um, to do all kinds of things to help me deploy campaigns, to help me pull lists, to help me understand the metrics, you know, help me measure the effectiveness of my programs um, and campaigns that we've deployed, and then as the company as a whole. So. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, You have a fantastic story. We were just talking about it a little bit earlier, and I'm so excited to share it today. Um, 
let's talk about it. It was with FreshBooks. Is that right? Yeah. So um, I started um, at FreshBooks. I was one of the early employees there. And um, one of the projects that, uh, that I was given um, was to really develop the accountant channel. So for those of you that don't know, FreshBooks is a really great invoicing and accounting platform for creative professionals. Super easy to use. Um, most of our audience and most of our customers were folks like graphic designers, web developers, like really that creative professional niche. And where we were running into trouble was that when people would go to their accountants and say, hey, you know what, I'm using this great system for my accountant, accounting, the uh, CPA would say, hey, I've never heard of this. You should use QuickBooks instead, which is just like, way too much for most uh, non-accountants. So yeah. Um, yeah, so my job was to really um, build out that channel and um, the CEO and CMO kind of tasked me with um, like just figuring it out. And uh, at that point in time, I had never had that kind of like freedom to just kind of like develop my own, really like develop my own role. And I think that's something that a lot of marketers, especially if you're working in a startup or in a smaller company, like really have the opportunity to do. Um, I was joking with Amanda earlier. Um, I always say that uh, I had come from a more corporate background when I started at FreshBooks. And uh, I like to joke that I was the only one with a collared shirt and an iron. And that's why I got the accountant. <laughs> but um, it, was, it was great to kind of be able to figure out, okay, so we have this really strong um, like brand. We have this really strong reputation with creative professionals. I mean, we were doing like South by Southwest. We were doing like every cool tech event out there, but that's not where our accountants were. And even within accountants itself, um, although they have a reputation as kind of like a more traditional kind of like a bit outdated industry, like one of um, the the challenges and one of like the main benefits to me once I kind of figured it out was instead of looking at accountants just like as this, um, this all, all of them are the same, like really figuring out like within that industry, like where are the folks that are gonna be attracted to our brand? So where are the and people that, sorry, go ahead. I wanna pause there and just drive that home because um, you know, I've been doing marketing for a long time and, um, you know, there are ways to pull lists either from your own database or from external databases, third party programs, et cetera, based on targeting criteria that's uh, very uh, standard, right? Mm -hmm. Geography, company size by employee or by revenue. In fact, uh, with VIB, who sponsors this podcast, we do all of our programs on geo, on um, company size, on title. Uh, level, either be a, a practitioner or a C-suite. Um, but there, there are softer ways to pull lists and mm -hmm. that's what you were tasked with, right? Like not, I don't want just a universe of accountants. I want accountants that have, are embracing new technology. Exactly. Now, how do you find those people? That sounds really hard. It is tough because I mean, you could look at, okay, let me just, you know, go to LinkedIn and pull everyone with one to two years experience because they'll be younger. But I mean, that's not, um, that's not the audience that we're looking for. Like we're looking for, you know, the firm owners, like the really, um, the senior people in, 
in these accounting firms that are still tech savvy and kind of want to understand like this new generation of, of business owners. Um, so instead of exactly like you said, you know, I started out with just like the traditional, okay, I'm just going to pull a list of like all the CPAs in like this general area. But what I what I was able to do is like once I found those people who like really um, connected with our brand and were excited to bring new technology to their clients and help better serve their clients. I mean, first of all, looking at accountants that like help small businesses that work with tech companies that like mm -hmm. work with our target audience. A lot of it is. Um, and then I said, OK, you know what? My goal for this next three months is I'm going to get 100 accountants who fit our target market and I'm going to talk to all of them, going to send them emails. I'm going to get them like onboarded with our program. And a okay, lot I want to pause there yeah. because that's huge. So you found a list of 100 accountants and you reached out to them, I, I suppose, via email with some kind of language of I just want to have a conversation. Yep, exactly. And like I didn't even find the list. Like I had to make it. And right. a lot of it Build was... It. Exactly. Like, so a lot of it was, you know, finding those, um, even starting with, okay, who on social media is, uh, is like, uh, an accountant who's talking about technology is an accountant who's like embracing, like, um, all of the networks that are out there. Like there are thought leader accountants who are on like, um, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all of that. And then going through their lists and seeing who they follow and who they engage with, and then being able to build out the list that way. So it is certainly like a lot of manual work at the beginning. But when you're really trying to figure out like, who is my target market and like getting really specific in your in your persona and like getting those early adopters, because then they're going to spread it with their network. And you're going to learn more of those qualifiers so that you can say, you know what, I'm going to, once you talk to these, once I've talked to these 100 people, I can say, okay, you know what, these are the industry publications that I want to be, um, that I want to be working with. These are the conferences where these like tech savvy, um, cut client focused accountants are at. And like that really gives you ideas about where to market your stuff. And yeah. not to... Not to say they were all winners. I mean, there were some great conferences that I attended, you know, year after year, presented, had the booth, did the whole thing that were, you know, great lead and revenue generators for us. But then there were also events that, you know what, a lot of people were like, yeah, I always go to this like state CPA society event and going to it and realizing, okay, these five people might always go, but it turns out they're the only five in the group of a hundred. <laughs> that's, uh, that's our actual target market. So it is some experimentation. And especially at the beginning when you're trying to, um, especially for a lot of like more traditional industries where the majority of people are, um, accounting is a very standardized industry. A lot of like, you know what, we're just going to keep doing it. Like same as last year, that kind mm -hmm. of like, um, more traditional industry. So finding those people that kind of like want to break through and be the early adopters, but also like be the change makers is yeah. really exciting. And just like really exciting to be part of that um, as a marketer and like just as a business professional, like being able to kind of see the change that is happening and figuring out like, how can my, not just how can my software support them, but like how can I support these individuals? Like, so we had them on 
webinars for our small business customers. Cause I mean, I don't know any entrepreneur that is not happy to have an hour with an accountant. Right. Uh, ask all of your questions about like sales tax and quarterly That's payments. Awesome. And yeah. So really like kind of bringing our two audiences together and saying like, okay, how can they benefit from each other? Like, how can we provide a resource for our small business customers and also bring more revenue to our, our CPA and our accountant customers and like make that connection? Yeah. So I want to, this was, um, there was a lot in what you just said that I want to drive home for the audience. And so one of the first things you said was, um, understanding the conferences that your target audience goes to and the publications that they read. Yeah. Um, I was actually in a call yesterday where we were doing exactly that, asking the sales team, like where, what are they reading? Where are they going? Um, these are the people that we want to talk to. Um, I think another thing that might be helpful to the audience, and you mentioned it too, the CPA state conferences. Sometimes it's not a, a fancy publication. Sometimes it's a professional organization. Yep. I know that I've had a lot of success with professional organizations. Um, it can also be, um, as you said, sort, sort of the non-sexy like state, yep. <laughs> uh, especially when you're dealing with uh, compliance, you know, like lawyers or uh, accountants or um, sometimes uh, state and local governments like K through 12, they have these kind of, you know, lunch and learns or, yep. or, you know, things like that. So those are good options. And then if I'm not mistaken, you talked about have, building that list of 100, having those personal conversations, reading those materials that they're reading, going to those trade shows that they're going. And I think what you said was really important. It's it's a little bit of trial and error. It's the mm -hmm. manual effort at first, but the learnings come out of that. And not every effort is beneficial, right? There were some that you learned a lot. Oh, it may exactly. not successful, but you learned a lot. Yeah. 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 That's and huge. it's just important, especially when you're starting a new marketing program, whether you're going into a new industry or you're starting a new role with a company is like really doing that one-to-one -one work where you're actually talking to your target customer, whether they're using your product or not, especially in a case like this, like we didn't actually have a ton of accountant users that I could just go to already. So a lot of it was like, how do you solve this problem? And also I cannot um, emphasize enough the value of like using the language that your target audience is using. Mm, it is really so important. Um, I mean, I've seen this throughout my career where you kind of have like this internal jargon or like this kind of industry speak that you get used to, especially in tech. I find that we do this a lot. Um, <laughs> more than once my yes. sister has said to me at, uh, at Thanksgiving, like, I don't know what you just said. Um, <laughs> when you talk about like having the bandwidth to do something at a family dinner, it's like, that's not... That's not how normal people talk. <laughs> and uh, there's also like really understanding, not just like in general conversation, but also like, what do they call like the result that they're getting? What do they call this report? What do they call mm -hmm. this kind of technology tool so that you are using the language that they understand rather than just like defaulting to like your, your SaaS or your tech talk? Yeah. And you said something else that I really thought um, valuable for the audience too. You brought the two universes together. You're that you know you had uh, groundswell, if you will, or market share, mm -hmm. or or whatever you know, good uh, traction with the creatives from the using as users um, and customers of it. But your accountants were sort of um, I don't know would they be channel partners yep. or 
channel is that what they, the channel partners? Yeah. yeah. Um, you had your partners there and then bringing those two audiences together in these, in these webinars is so smart. Um, yeah. so tell me, tell me, so you've done all this research and that took you, how long do you think month, two months, three months? Yeah. So I had like, I had set my own timeline with like, okay, I'm going to set a three month window. Um, these are the metrics I hope to achieve. This is the budget I'm looking to get and um, really like setting my goals for myself for, okay, this is what I'm going to accomplish like in the first three months. That's um, awesome. Yeah, which I think is so um, not only like motivating for myself, I'm definitely a planner, but also when you start a new role and when you start a new job, um, there's a book called uh, The First 90 Days, which is- oh, yeah, I have um, that book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, a, it's a great thing to think about. Um, not only to like prove to your boss or your CEO or your new client, like, Hey, here's what I'm going to accomplish, but also for yourself, just to have a bit of a plan while you're, while you're trying to, to find your footing and say, okay, these are the things I'm looking to do. This is what I want to accomplish. And in that case, like, this is what I always say when I'm working with, um, you know, more junior teams is the numbers themselves that you set for yourself, especially at the beginning, they're just like industry averages. They're like your gut feeling. They're from your experience. Um, they're from any customer company data you can dig up, which in some cases is a lot, in some cases is none. But um, the most important thing is just like knowing how to measure and being able to just start tracking that kind of detail. Whether it's like, you know, at the very beginning, it's like this is how many emails I sent, this is how many phone calls I made, all the way through to, you know, this is how many people have created an account with us. This is how That's many people awesome. have referred a customer um, and like really going through the funnel in terms of metrics, not just in terms of activities. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, so tell me, so you spent about a quarter doing the research and sort of tracking your efforts. And I love that you built out a plan for yourself and, and you know, went so far as to do the math on your budget. Mm -hmm. I think that's huge. Um, and then what happened? Yeah. So from there, um, the, the program was successful. Um, I was able to get a bunch of accountants on board and not only that, um, have them, you know, talking about us in industry publications and like being quoted in, uh, you know, articles that I was guest writing for accounting publications. I was being invited to speak at, um, like the AICPA, which is the American Institute of CPAs, which is very cool. And, um, cool. like really being able to establish ourselves as a credible player in this market. So if you were an accountant who's working with small businesses or you want to get more tech clients, like you've got to talk to, to the FreshBooks folks and get them involved. And it is, it is amazing to see even years later, um, although I am no longer there to see like what the team's been able to do to have like, you know, not just one person doing this and trying to put things together, <laughs> but like to have a whole team of like customer success folks focused just on accountants, having a yeah. team of like sales reps of marketing folks um, to be able to see that grow and to be able to know, okay, like the work that I did in um, like proving this and building it out has like grown into something so incredible, which I think is like so rewarding as a marketer. Um, I mean, even for companies that that you're no longer at, you can kind of um, 
it's important to know like the work that you did made a difference, even if Absolutely. you're not there um, anymore. To kind of see things be successful after you left is really rewarding as well. Yes, that's I think one of my favorite parts of the job is to yep. see the results and and to know that you had an impact. Exactly. Uh, a positive impact on the company and the bottom line, right? That's yep. what drives me. Um, and if it's for whatever it's worth, then it may not be worth much, but I am a FreshBooks user oh, and my right? accountant said to me recently, just send me, just invite me to your FreshBooks, send me the reports right from there. It'll make it super easy. Oh, so, I love it. <laughs> yes. And he is an old school accountant, you know, 30 years of experience. Yep. Um, so I know that he, he's a fan as well. So oh, that's awesome. So Casey, it's been so fun. I love that story. I'm obviously a FreshBook user. I selfishly love it. It makes my life really easy. It makes my accounting and reporting really easy. Um, I know you don't work there anymore. I'm just authentically saying I'm I am a fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now we come to the point in our podcast where I like to ask if there are any resources that you have encountered in your in your life that have helped you get to where you are today. I know that some of our listeners may be, you know, earlier in their career. We've certainly benefited from a lot of experience and mm -hmm. a lot of opportunities, um, but we don't get there on our own, right? Um, we certainly don't get there by ourselves. So what, do you have any resources that you'd like to share with the audience that they might benefit from? Yeah. So I have a couple of favorites. Um, awesome. I've, told Amanda, I'm a giant HubSpot fangirl. It is one of my specialty areas. And um, the HubSpot blog is just like a gold mine of resources. There are templates for everything. So whether you're trying to put together like um, cost per lead metrics, or you're trying to develop your persona, go to the HubSpot blog, there is a template to at least get you started. It's much easier to start from something than to start from nothing. So definitely recommend that. And That's Oh, go That's ahead. a big one. I was going to say, um, I have been a longtime HubSpot fangirl myself. Yes. Um, and I did not know until today that there were templates for reports. Yeah. I know that I've been there for email templates and writing templates, but I had no idea that there were reporting templates there as well. So you even taught me something today. Thank you so much for that. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and I just might leverage those. <laughs> it's a great starting point because it can be tough when you're trying to like create something out of nothing. So yeah, always good to get absolutely. some insight. Plus, I mean, HubSpot knows what they're doing, so they won't yeah. uh, won't steer you wrong. Yeah. Um, my second resource is um, from a company called Unbounce. Um, they're a great resource to like create free landing pages and that kind of stuff. Um, but they also put out every year a conversion benchmark report. So what mm. this is, is it'll show you conversion rates by industry and like break things down so that you can see if the campaigns that you're putting out, um, how they compare to industry average. And although I say like the most important thing is just to really be better than you were yesterday, I think like mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's my marketing and really like my you know, life philosophy, but being able to know, okay, what kind of range is reasonable? What kind of range do other companies get? And also like, what are some tips to help improve my conversion rates? So definitely check that out. Um, I know Amanda's gonna share the link uh, as well, so you can all check it out. Yes, yes, I will put that in our podcast show notes. Um, I did not know that that existed. I was uh, sharing with Casey prior to uh, recording this that that is a life changer. I wish I had known about that earlier in my career. Mm -hmm. um, 
so often I have looked for what's an average conversion. Or exactly. What is a, you know, what is it something that I could expect, right? What is the middle of the road, high or low? How can I benchmark the metrics that we're mm -hmm. seeing against um, what is a good, you know, and I say that in air quotes, what is a good uh, conversion? And so I know that will be incredibly useful, not only to myself, but to all of our listeners as well. So that's huge. Thank you for sharing Excellent. that. Yeah. Casey, it's been so fun chatting with you. Thank you yeah. so much. Oh, thank you. No, it was great to nerd out on marketing with you today. <laughs> <laughs> I do love to nerd out on marketing. It's the best. <laughs> well, th thank you, Casey. And I look forward to when our paths cross again. Excellent. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye-bye. If you have any questions, want to suggest topics, or have ideas for guest speakers, drop us a line at podcast at virtualintelligencebriefing.com. To learn more of our demand generation secrets, visit vibriefing.news or grab the link in our show notes.